you haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife before you watch this camcast, we are going to spoil the shit out of Ghostbusters Afterlife. So do not watch this camcast until you see Ghostbusters Afterlife. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is it. We uh, we saved the absolute absolute best for last. Right there. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mm-hmm. So, budget for this one, 75 mil. Its current box office is 63.8 million. Uh, apparently, it's been greenlit for a sequel already. It, it sounds like it. I have it, not heard official? anything official. I thought you were saying it is. I haven't heard anything uh, official. But right, I, he's talking about it. Yeah. Personally, it's uh, going to happen. I, I think. feel like it's going to happen. Yeah. Because, I mean, first of all, they gave it a $75 million budget. Mm -hmm. I mean, they kept it short. I mean, and it looks amazing for that budget. What was uh, so in the opening weekend? It made forty-four million. The opening weekend for Ghostbusters: Hear the Call uh, was forty-six million. So while that yeah, one made so two million more short. than this one, yeah. Uh, ultimately, though, it was double the budget. Yeah, it had double the budget. Critically panned. It was critically panned. Opened pre-COVID. Opened pre-COVID, and it bombed. Spectacularly, yeah, and they tried to blame it on the fact that nobody goes and sees women in movies. Yes, that nobody sees movies. Uh, Elizabeth Banks said that about uh, Charlie's Angels. She yeah, said, she said that too. If if it bombs, it's because uh, nobody wants to see women in movies. Right. Which and I was like, no, that's not it. That's not true. Part You're, of the problem is you flat out went. You said before the movie came out she, like yeah. for Charlie's Angels, she came before the movie came out. She said if this bombs, it's because men don't want to see women in movies. Right. And she straight up said that right after Captain Marvel made a billion and Wonder Woman came damn close. So yeah. and I'm and I'm sitting there going like, uh, well, okay. So Charlie's Angels wasn't terrible. I watched it. Uh, I thought Kristen Stewart was awesome throughout the whole movie. Mm -hmm. But the movie wasn't like I mean, first of all, it was Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like the first two movies were. Cinematic masterpieces. Mm. Okay. Oh, well, they're not. They're just fun popcorns. Exactly. Flicks. I and mean. this should have been billed as a fun popcorn flick reboot yeah. of a classic TV show, which was a fun popcorn TV show. Mm -hmm. That's how it should have been billed. Yeah. Shouldn't have tried to been billed like this, you know, all or nothing. Like, it's women or, you know, fucking men suck type of thing. Yeah. That's what shot up the foot. And that's kind of what shot Ghostbusters 2016 in the foot, too, where they were like... Part of it was they went, it's going to be all women. And, you know, no one was really thrilled about it. I'm not going to lie. I mean, there is the fans out there that are sexist dickheads. Yeah, it's okay. And I'm not going to lie either. It's yeah. not like I heard that they were going to do the movie. At first they, they said, we're rebooting it, and it's all women. Mm -hmm. And I went, okay, all right. I never had a problem with that. Not exactly my first move. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have done a full-fledged female reboot. I started having a problem when they said Melissa McCarthy. But Ooh. when they did cast Melissa McCarthy and it was her, it was her husband. Hey, but uh, is it her husband? Paul Five or whatever. I don't think they're married. No, she just works with him a lot. She works with him That's a lot, right. like in almost everything. But her husband does. As soon as he was announced as a director, I was like, oh, she's in it. I know she's going to be in it. And when she was cast, I was like, ah. Oh, Fuck, because now we're yeah. going to get female Chris Farley, mm -hmm. which is unfair because Megan McCarthy is 
a good actress. Yeah. She's actually legit. She's hilarious. a really good art, uh, actress when she does dramatic roles. She's really good. She is really good. Really good. But when she does the whole Chris Farley thing, which she gets pigeonholed into doing. Yeah, but she doesn't have to take the roles. No. And she could have tried to make it so that her character didn't do that as much. Yeah. Okay. But the other part that really, I think, fucked them too was then they, they said it's a reboot. And then they, then they said, no, it's not actually a reboot. It takes place after Ghostbusters 2, and, uh, you know, they're just inspired by them. Mm -hmm. So then I was like, okay. I was interested. I was okay. like, I like that. All right. And then right before it came out, I was like, just kidding, it's a reboot. It's a reboot. It's totally a reboot. Also, all the original guys are in here as different characters. Yeah, and you're not going to like them at all. <laughs> Including Bill Murray as the guy trying to shut down the Ghostbusters. Which is kind of funny. It is kind of funny, because that's vacuum, how it was for years. It's kind of funny. Well, not even that. It, that's kind of funny in that sense, yeah. like in the medicines. Yeah. But also in the fact that like he's now playing that William Ashmore character, mm -hmm. where you're just like, oh, yeah, no, fuck you. But uh, but then when you watch the movie, and it's just like, like fucking Chris Hemsworth was one of the standouts in the movie, and all he was doing was just being funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But everything about the movie, other than that, like... You know, and Kristen Wiig. I like Kristen Wiig. I love Kristen The cast Wiig. in general. I do like the cast in general. But yeah, they, I mean, it was the first time I had seen the other two. What, Katie McKinnon? Well, I'm familiar with her from Saturday Night Live. Santa see, Plus I don't really watch SNL anymore. Okay. So, like, they were new right. for me. Yeah, but uh, the, what, the problem is is that it wasn't a Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. It was your standard fucking over-the-top bullshit comedy that also had Ghostbusters stuff in it. Mm -hmm. Whereas Ghostbusters is like an adult comedy horror. Yeah. Okay? Like, adult in the sense that as a kid you could watch scenes like, we talked about this when we did Ghostbusters on our campcast. Watch it on YouTube mm -hmm. and SoundCloud and uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Twitter, and uh, Facebook and Instagram. Wow, look at that. Mid-episode shoutouts. He's on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it also has Ghostbusters 2 in there, too, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> but uh, we talked about, like, there's the uh, the ghost blowjob scene. Mm -hmm. That when you're a kid, you don't know what the fuck's going on. It goes right over your head. Yeah, I don't it's know. like, oh, is he just, like, he's undoing his pants, but then, you know, it goes away, and you're just like, oh, okay, whatever. When you're an adult, when you're, or at least when you're older, you go, oh, Stan's got a blowy. Stan's got a blowy. Oh, I was a ghost blow. Very well. Like, did you see the look on his face? Yeah. He wasn't like, Skills doesn't know what he's doing. Good thing it wasn't Muncher. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> or Slimer. Let's be fair. You wouldn't want that all over. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like... All that ectoplasm. All yeah. up in my ectoplasm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, but, like, it wasn't a Ghostbusters movie. I'm happy to say Ghostbusters Afterlife definitely feels like it's part of the canon. Oh, Yeah. It's a perfect natural succession. So, as I was saying, box office 63.8 currently. It hasn't been greenlit for a sequel, but I would be surprised if they didn't do one. Director is uh, Jason Reitman, mm -hmm. son of Ivan Reitman, who wrote and directed the first one. Yep. Written by Gil Kennan and Jason Reitman. Mm -hmm. Big surprise. Mm -hmm. Starring, uh, wow, I did this all backwards, Carrie Coon as Callie Spangler. Finn Wolfhard as Trevor Spangler. Standout of the movie, <laughs> McKenna Grace yep. as Phoebe Spangler. Mm -hmm. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. 
Gary Gruberson. Oh, right, yeah, he was Gary Gruberson. But he was really just Paul Rudd. He's Paul Rudd. And uh, who can fault him? Yeah, I, I can fault that guy. Then we have one of the second standouts of the movie. <laughs> Logan Kim is podcast. That is correct Mundo. That is it. Correct Mundo. <laughs> All right, we've got uh, Celeste O'Connor, who plays Lucky Domingo. It's just a local girl that uh, Trevor Spangler has the hots for. Mm. And she may or may not have a boyfriend. They didn't actually confirm it even at the end. Oh, no, I think they did. Yeah, they confirmed it at the end. Sheriff Domingo, played by Bokeem Woodbine, which blew me away. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I can't believe he's in this movie. Bokeem! <laughs> uh, pointless casting, even though I love this guy. Pointless casting. J.K. Simmons as Ivo Shandor. Yeah, I heard that was just because he's in everything Jason Reitman does. Okay, if, uh, but the other part that actually, like, so the Ivan Shandor stuff, they, they mentioned it briefly, like, you know, they, uh, that he's, like, the first of the long line of people obsessed with Gozar. Gozar. But at one point, uh, Phoebe mentions the first Ghostbuster, and I thought she mentioned, she thought, she was saying that Ivo was the first Ghostbuster. Which kind of fucked me up. Did she say that? I could have swore she said that. But anyway, I might have just... I will be watching it, so. um, Okay, so then we've got uh, Muncher, played by <laughs> Josh Gad. Yeah. Figure this one out, eh? He goes credited for Muncher, but Olivia Wilde goes uncredited. Why did you say that? I was, I was building to that. I didn't say who she's playing it. <sighs> well, good, because she is in the movie. Anyway, <laughs> um, we have... Now, this is where it gets interesting. We have Ernie Hudson. Yeah. We have Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. We have Bill Murray. Yeah. All reprising their original roles from the original movies, and they played it seriously. There was no bullshit. That's right. Dr. Peter Venkman, Dr. Ray Stans, and Winston Zedmore return as the original Ghostbusters. And we also get Annie Potts returning as Janine Melnitz. But... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Probably the most well, not and Sigourney Weaver. Oh yeah, I forgot about Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney yeah, Weaver and as Dana Barrett. As Dana Barrett, but on IMDb, she's Dana Barrett Bankman. Oh well, it makes sense the way they were flirting. Yeah, I was like, but could they be friends? But now, nice to know they're together. Uh, it is a bit of a spoiler because we got to see uh, we got to see at least one of the demon dogs in mm -hmm. the trailer. Yes, um, which I'm assuming was uh, Zool. I'm assuming it was Zool that we saw. But it might have been Lothar. Regardless. Yeah. We got the return of Gozer, the Gozerian, the Destructor, the Destroyer, I did this before on our previous campcast, yeah. which is why I'm loving this part, yeah. Volgus Zildrahar, Lord of the Selbuulia, Scourge of the Glestaments, and Traveler. Played uncredited by Olivia Wilde. And when I first saw Gozer, I was like, they fucking CGI'd the exact actress. Like, I thought for sure that they did that. And then we were like, it's fucking Olivia Wilde. And then I looked at him like, it's fucking Olivia Wilde. Yeah. And then I was like, that's the best casting in the whole fucking movie. Yeah. I mean, everyone in this movie is awesome. But this was the best casting because she straight up looked like Gozer. She looked it. 
she was intimidating as fuck. Well, they did. She a had more really screen time than Josh Gad is Muncher. They did a really good job of making you believe mm. that she was fucking strong. Yeah. Okay? I'll tell you why in a bit. I'm not going to tell you right away, but this will be spoiler filled. But so when I say that McKenna Grace is the standout, if you want to read any review of this movie, they will tell you that McKenna Grace is the standout. Yeah, whether it's positive or negative, they will all be positive. Most of the reviews, which I find is funny, is when they speak negatively, they're speaking negatively. They're like, well, you know, it's just a nostalgia movie and you can always tell if a movie's good because if you remove the nostalgia aspects, is it still a good movie? And I, and I thought, like, that review is kind of stupid because <laughs> this movie, it, it is a nostalgia movie because it has to be. Yeah. Because I said this to you in the theater. This is, in this movie, this is a group of people saying goodbye to, in some cases, their father, their grandfather, or their best friend. Mm -hmm. They haven't talked to in years. Or in some cases, never even knew. Yeah. Okay. Meta story is this is a group of people, Jason Reitman, uh, <clears throat> Ivan Reitman, Ivan Reitman, Bill Murray, Dan Bill Aykroyd. Murray, Ernie Hudson, and Dan Aykroyd and Annie Potts, all saying goodbye. Yep. To one of their lifelong friends. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the way they do this was shocking that they did this. I'm oh I'm already feeling the tears and. It could have, it could oh, have been really bad. Yeah, it could have been really bad. It could have been really bad. Because when you hear that they're going to CGI someone that passed away, your first thought is, oh, that's, that's not good. That's in poor taste. Yeah. That's just, ah. Uh... Yeah. But with this, they did it, they did it so fucking well. Like, they did it so well. They, I said to you again in the theater, I said, you know, I kind of said this when we were talking about Ghostbusters 2016. Uh, with Ghostbusters 2016, they were like, it's a Ghostbusters movie. And they just did their own fucking movie and they said it was a Ghostbusters movie. But they treated it like it was a joke. Mm -hmm. Ghostbusters Afterlife, there's a reverence to it. They don't look at the first move. They talk about it. They talk about what happened in New York. And they say, these guys, these four guys, they saved the world. And they say that. Mm -hmm. And they say, my grandfather saved the world. <clears throat> and they don't treat it like it's a joke. In fact, while this movie is fucking hilarious, I was laughing almost the entire movie. Oh, man. Phoebe's jokes are the best of the Phoebe's world. Phoebe's jokes are great, They're but podcast. Best. Podcast was yeah. killing me the entire time. Oh, podcast time. is so funny. I can't watch a movie with Paul Rudd in it without laughing. Yeah. Okay? I really can't. But even when the original guy showed up, I was fucking laughing. Because it was fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. But it was still them. They were still playing these characters. Yeah. You know? Like, Bill Murray plays Bill Murray. In every one of his movies. Yeah. But he was playing Peter Venkman. He wasn't playing Bill Murray as Peter Venkman. You know? Uh, but there was a reverence. There was a respect. They... I mean, you could have easily had Paul Rudd's... Uh, oh, Gary Gruberson's fanboy character as a joke. Like, he was just... Oh, he's like, oh, 
But he was like in awe. He was like, that's a real trap. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a real proton pack, you know? So when you see, and this is a fat spoiler, when you see CGI Harold Ramis, Egon Spangler, fucking ah. helping Phoebe Spangler hold the pro like the fucking proton accelerator to take down Gozer to take down Gozer because here's the thing the the new crew is fighting Gozer and they're losing and then the original guys show up to help them and it's the three of them and they cross streams immediately and then Gozer splits the streams back and it's only when uh egon as spirit egon is helping phoebe that they are able to four streams cross and destroy gozer hopefully for good Mm -hmm. and like i said this is the kind of scene it could have gone either way and i firmly believe if it wasn't directed and co-written by Jason Reitman and I watched this movie and that scene happened, I don't know that I would have liked it as much. Mm-hmm. I might have felt that it was... Even if the, everyone in the, the whole production said, like, this is you know meant to honor him and, and we've got permissions and all this stuff, I don't know that I would have liked it as much as I did here because... You could tell everything about this movie came from a place of love. And it's, like I said, like for them to shit talk it for being a nostalgia movie, well, it's a rebuke. You know, they didn't say it, anything about... It's so much about, more than a nostalgia movie. I mean, it's, But they didn't say a nostalgia movie for Jurassic World. No. They didn't say a nostalgia movie for uh, The Force Awakens. No. But... But this... But those two movies, and like I said in previous Camcast, those are ver- those are aspects of rebuquels that are done perfectly. This is a perfect rebuquel. This is a five out of five Chris Head movie for me. I I laughed almost the entire movie, yeah. but I was also moved at parts that you should be moved at because I cared about these characters. I but the thing is is that I cared about the original Ghostbusters. But immediately, I started to care about uh, Callie Spangler. She's the mother. I cared about her in the sense that she had an absence see dad. She thought, didn't care about her at all. Didn't understand what he was doing. Didn't care. You know, I I immediately fell in love with Phoebe Spangler's character, McKenna Mm -hmm. Grace. And the way they directed her and wrote her and the way she portrayed it... uh, Finn Wolfhard, I have a soft spot for Stranger from Stranger Things. Yep. He doesn't do anything other than just be a, a normal kid. Yep. But it works. You have to have somebody that's dumb in this movie. They can't all be smart. No, 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 no. You know? But, like, you immediately like Logan, Kim. You will like instantly like podcast. Yep. You instantly like Paul Rudd, obviously, because it's Paul Rudd. But even, like, uh, uh, Celeste O'Connor. You like her right away. Because, mm-hmm. like, nobody's a fucking prick in this movie. Nobody's a, a douche. And even though not everybody believes in the Ghostbusters in this world, enough of them. Like, 
with the internet. Like they're just like, yeah, it happened. Yeah. Hasn't happened since. Yeah. But it happened. Although I did say like I thought it was weird that they didn't reference uh, the second movie. They actually do. We just never thought of it. They do. It's because small Ray Stance's fucking occult bookshop. Yeah. Only showed up in the second one. <laughs> the toaster was in Egon's basement. Exactly. Exactly. So they do, they don't, it's not as overt. Yeah. So. But there's only so much they can do. And I think the movie's only like two hours. Yeah. So. Oh, man. This movie, uh, it gets so much, so much is done right. It's it's a perfect film. It's everything I wanted in a, in a. Everything I wanted that I never knew I wanted in an actual third Ghostbusters movie. Exactly. Like, like growing up, like, think of a third Ghostbusters movie. I was always like, oh, yeah, Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen and Chris Robinson, they're all the new guys in the hood and the busting ghosts in New York. And that's so garbage compared to what we got. I'm glad that we didn't get that. Yeah. Because we got that in Ghostbusters 2016. We did. Where it was just a joke. Yeah. And everything was a joke. Yeah. And yeah, you know what? Some of the jokes landed. Like... I watched Ghostbusters 2016, and I can tell you right now, it is, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yep. But not by much. Not by much. There was, there, there was, was some, there was cool aspects. There was parts in it that I was like, okay. The ghosts looked right, amazing. And obviously. I'll, I'll give them that. Like, obviously. The ghosts looked great in the 2016 movie. But like, it just, like watching this, and I said this too, I said, this is what we should have got. Yeah. But we couldn't have because they had. To, I think they had to do twenty sixteen. Otherwise, we never would have got this. Yeah. So this movie starts um, with the dirt farmer, and and we're we're seeing this crazy friggin' beginning, and you could tell it's Egon, but they're not showing that it's Egon. It, it's all done in sh in shadows. And stuff. Shadows. It's another guy playing Egon, but it looks it looks like Harold Ramis. You might see a bit of the nose. Yeah, a, bit of the a glasses, little bit. It's a little, bit of the hair. Yeah. Okay, they do a good job of of making you go, okay, it's him. It's him. And then um, and then he's killed. Yeah. He's killed. But then you see the spirit of what killed him fly off, and when that flies off, you see the ghost, uh, what, what do you call those things? Ghost radar? What, what do they actually call it? There's oh, an uh, actual name for it. Uh, the PK reader. PK reader. You see the PK reader light up. And I was like, Egon's still in the house. The spirit's in the house, right? And so many ghost shows and movies. Oh, and he puts the trap in. He puts the because yeah 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 yeah. He, trapped, yeah. he put the trap in that cool little. He trapped maze one of the. Thing. He trapped the keymaster. Yeah, yeah, so cool. Um, so what we see in so many ghost movies and, and things is that a spirit can't move on until their unfinished business is complete. Yeah. Right. So here's Egon, and his unfinished business, you think, is taking out Gozer, teaching his granddaughter and his family that they have to take out Gozer. It's not that, it's getting the love of his child back. <laughs> so, like, at the very end, we see the spirit of Egon. He's, you know, the original Ghostbusters saying goodbye to him. His grandkids are saying goodbye to him. Hold on. Let's just back up, because this doesn't have as much weight until you see. Because up until that point, uh, Callie hates her father. Oh, she does. She fucking hates her father until she finally goes down... Into his secret yes. laboratory, and sees which photos. has a pole. Okay, they yeah. don't show you how anyone Fireball. gets out of it, though. No, it doesn't seem like there's a staircase to get out. I mean, it's probably awkward to see them go. Well, I guess I have to fucking shimmy up. <laughs> but anyway, but so she goes down there, and Ghost Egon 
is using the light to show her his wall devoted to her. Mm-hmm. So it's and it's everything. It's her entire life. Her the entire birth of her, life. Her kids. That and... he missed being there for her, but he was with her every step of the way. And that's where she starts to switch. And when you're watching this movie, you don't, you're not blindsided by that. Like, you're not like, oh my God, mm. he was there the whole time. You're like, of course. Of course. You see it. Because we know we gone from the other two movies. We know that he's not So then when we guy. get to the scene that you're talking about, which is? Um, he looks over to her and she runs up and she gives him a hug. And after she gives him a hug, he starts to dissipate into the sky. Yeah. And we see we see the blue light going up and everything, and then on the screen it says Fort Harold. And I was just like, my God, man. Yeah. Like my that was so like And like I said, I, I choked up uh, this is funny for some people, but like in, in Fast Furious Seven, the final scene with Paul Walker and, and they part ways and everything. Yeah. You know you're saying goodbye to the man too. And I right. felt like I got that here, and it's just like it's such a beautiful tribute. But it's not just the character, but the movie itself. Violet, um, Violet Ramis, I read an interview with her today. She said that Jason Raymond is the only person on earth that could have made this movie. Because he was the bridge between the modern age and the original. And not only that, like he, he said himself, like he grew up with these guys. Yeah. Like he was on set. He was on set with people, these guys growing you know? up with them. Like so, um, I mean oh like he actually said like he and Violet were on set together. Yeah. You know? They went to try on the original Proton. He back. was writing the sequel, like he was writing this movie with his dad side by side. Like he was like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. And then his dad's like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So like he got approval by both uh uh Harold Lewis' daughter Violet, like you mentioned. Yeah. And also by Ivan Reitman. Like who again, like if these people didn't say yes we wouldn't have got this movie. Yeah. But they wouldn't have said yes if he, this wasn't the movie that we got. Right. You know? Like Ivan might have for his son. The Ramis family is a different story, though. I mean... They, like... That's 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 hard, right? Like... Could you imagine, like, your dad being CGI'd in a movie? She said when she watched it, though, um, she never saw her father. She saw Egon. And she thought that was beautiful. Which is another reason why I feel like it's so tasteful. It's so tasteful. But it's like, so tasteful. And I... And then... Uh, well, then we get a fucking... An ending. Yeah. Like a stinger ending. Two. First one's for fun. The second one's just like, holy shit. First one is for fun. And you know what? That's great. Yeah. Uh, Peter Bankman and Dana Barrett uh, just hanging out. Which is funny. I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. It's yep. kind of a nice little twist on uh, the first movie. It was funny, too, because it's like Anne Sigourney Weaver. You're like, oh, wait, she was in I know. Like, you literally saw her name, and I was like, what the fuck was she? And then they showed her. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then we get, because they mentioned it in the movie. They say, like, like Egon, or sorry, uh, Winston he went on to become a fucking finance. He's like a billionaire. So he made money. Yeah. Tons of money. So the movie officially ends with the stinger where he's talking with Janine and she's saying like, well, what'd you do with the money? Like you did really well for yourself. And he's like, yes, yes I did. And they show him And he buys the building. He buys the firehouse back. He buys the firehouse back. Which apparently was a Starbucks now, according to Ray. 
That's right. Just Starbucks. <laughs> so he buys the Starbucks, the firehouse, and it hints that he is opening it up. Like in the beginning of the movie, they show Ghost Corpse. Yeah. And it was like, or Ghost Core, sorry. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that's weird. And now they, they first of all, they hint heavily at a sequel. Uh, and we could be potentially seeing like a Ghostbusters franchise type of thing. Yeah, like now, Ghostbusters worldwide almost. I don't want to rush into that too soon. I would like to see the sequel back in New York, and I'd like to see Phoebe Spangler there. I'd like to see uh, Trevor Spangler there. I'd like to see his podcast, of course, Gary Gruber. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. Gruberson, sorry. Um, if we see Lucky Domingo, like Celeste O'Connor, great. If not, fine. Oh, I forgot to mention this. I actually liked how he kept all the original suits, but there was no specific suits for the kids made. Yeah. Like, you've seen them literally rolled, like rolled up, up. taped like up. just rolled up and taped. And I was like, that's such a nice touch. One of my favorite parts, though, is when you see that podcast fucking ripped the tag off and put his name podcast he put a podcast on i was like that is awesome but uh <laughs> oh speed podcast quickly when ray stan shows up he goes oh you're my subscriber <laughs> you're my subscriber <laughs> one subscriber it's ray stan <laughs> and then he says he's like well the show really found its voice in episode 48 <laughs> One of the first things podcast said in the whole fucking movie, like, like, I, I can't wait to own this movie. I really can't wait to own this movie. I can't wait to rewatch this movie. Uh, I my rankings, obviously now it's Ghostbusters, it's Ghostbusters Afterlife, and then it's Ghostbusters Two, and then that's it. I don't count. I will never count Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. Mm. Because I, uh, I like I said, I don't think it's a Ghostbusters movie. I know it's a Ghostbusters. It's a Ghostbusters movie in name only. Yeah. But they didn't know what they were doing, and it's it was heartbreaking to see that. If it was an all woman reboot that was similar to this, where it was like, it was a funny. There was like jump scares on this. Oh yeah. You know. Like this was done right. Oh, so good. The only thing, like, and I, I mentioned this with J.K. Simmons was. It was such a quick in and out thing that it was like he didn't have to be in the movie. Yeah. In fact, I didn't know it was J.K. Simmons until he got up. Yeah. And then goes and ripped him in half. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Because I think he was like, we're going to rule together or something like that. And she just like yeah. ripped him in half. And they showed him getting split down the middle. I was like, whoa. Um, but like, like, other than that, like, okay, fine, he's in every... And, yeah, I think he... Yeah, because he was in Juno. Yeah, he's in yeah, all so of Yeah, so if he's in yeah. all of them... And that's, that's all well and good. And, okay, and fair credit, he wasn't in a role where he's overshadowing anything. Mm -hmm. So so I'll give... I'll say... Yeah. I'll give him credit for that. But even, like, Queen uh, Woodbine, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the movie because he's a Ghostbusters fan. <laughs> yeah, you know? really, honestly, I don't... Um... Unless he's really hurt for work, but... I don't think so. No. no he's he's a fucking good actor. He's a really good actor. Like, really good. Fargo? It's so strange that he never, like, hit that stride that so many guys in the from the 90s hit. Or early 2000s. It's not so much 90s. Yeah, but I mean... he was a good actor. There's he something that, actor. to be said for being consistent, though. Yeah. Because there's some people that hit their stride that you almost hear nothing about it. Like, look at Clive Owens. Yeah. In everything and then in nothing. 
or, or at least nothing that we see now. Yeah. You know, and phenomenal, phenomenal actor. Such a great actor. Like, that's a guy that they talked about for Bond. That's a guy that wanted Bond. I would I would have loved him as Bond. Yeah. But then again, I was expecting a Pierce Brosnan, not, I don't want to say Roger Moore, but Roger Moore, Pierce Brosnan's Bonds are both very similar. What was the comedy that he popped up in, and, he, and then his role was like a Bond role, and it was for one scene? Oh fuck! I don't. I don't know. Oh man, I gotta look at that now. It, it was straight up Bond. Like, uh, I did. I did like Jude Law's Bond version in Spy, but I also thought, yeah. like, Spy is a Megan McCarthy movie that I think is one of her best in yeah. terms of comedies. I think it's one of her best. It's also Jason Statham in the funniest fucking role I've ever seen. Jason Statham was freaking hilarious in that. Anyway, getting back to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, even though we spoiled the shit out of this movie, if you haven't seen this movie and you're a Ghostbusters fan, watch this movie. I just watch this movie. I mean, you know, Ken and I, uh, we got a little choked up about it. But this is a movie that I grew up with. This is a, this movie, Ghostbusters, is like my childhood. And when I watch that movie, I love that movie so much. Like, I just recently re-watched that movie. And for no other reason. It had nothing to do with Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's just... I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And to see a movie like this come out in my lifetime that I get to go, oh my God, fuck. And we are potentially going to get another movie, at least one more, fingers crossed, is incredible. Like, it's a very, I can't get over this. And I mean, fuck. I'm not surprised by this either. Uh, Gil King being uh, the co writer. Gil Keen is the guy that wrote and directed Monster House, which is one of my favorite cartoons of oh. all time. Oh! Those kids in there were friggin' amazing, so I'm not surprised that the kids in this were as awesome as they nice. were. Nice, nice. Yeah. Like, it's, it is a movie for kids, but it's also, mm. uh, it is a, a movie for fans of the original. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you like the first two Ghostbusters, you will love this movie. Yep. Uh, and I feel like this was the perfect movie to end our three-part camcast on because i mean we started it off on quite a low point and shang chi brought it up but this is the movie that brought it like out for me like i i originally took my weekend like my full week vacation my last week vacation i took it off on my birthday week last week because at the time uh friday would have been the release of mission impossible 7 yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, fuck. And then it got bumped to March of next year. Yeah. Which, whatever, fine. Mm-hmm. But, like, and seeing this movie, like, the trailers and stuff, it looked great. It looked absolutely great. And I knew that Reitman was involved in it, but I didn't delve as deeply into this before it came out because I, <laughs> I really didn't want to be disappointed. And then for this to be, like, my birthday movie and for it to be so good, like, I, like I said, I can't wait to own it. I can't wait to re-watch it. It's so good. I'm almost tempted to watch it in the theater again because it yeah, was so well, good. Same here. Same here. Um, especially because then I could say, we really helped it get a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, we gave uh, that movie $24, not yeah, 12 That's right. Ugh. But, oh, fuck. Yep. If there's any way, Ken, for you to splice me saying this before the movie, 
If you haven't watched Ghostbusters, we're spoiling the shit out of it, so go watch Ghostbusters. If you could put that before, that'd be mm -hmm. great. Okay. That's why I did it like that. Yeah, nice. That's an easy cut, right? Yeah. Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters Afterlife? Fuck, man. Okay. If you haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife before you watch this camcast, we are going to spoil the shit out of Ghostbusters Afterlife, so do not watch this camcast until you see Ghostbusters Afterlife. So yeah, I just want to say Okay. I like that. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that okay. one. Okay. That one right there. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say. I gotta say, perfect I, movie. Perfect movie. Uh, I, I said it when I... I keep flip-flopping between this and Godzilla vs. Kong for my favorite of the year, because I you know... This I'm, one's I'm my a, favorite. I'm a giant monster lover, but... This one's my favorite of the I year. I think it's this one. I think uh, it's this one. And this is like my... Uh, this is actually my third. We were talking about it that night. This is now officially my third 5 out of 5 Chris Head movie. Right. Because the other it, was, one was... it was Kong vs. Godzilla, mm -hmm. and it was Suicide Squad, or The Suicide Squad, The Squadning. The squad <laughs> uh, and then and then it was this one because yeah. Bond got four point five because of Saffin. Yeah, Shang Chi got four because of No Fing Thang Foom. Mm. And I don't care how you cut it, that's a huge miss opportunity. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, Eternals two <laughs> did it get a it got about a two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a spectacle, I mean it's it's a technically proficient movie. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What would Dune? Dune? Did I give that five? I'd give Dune a five. I don't think I gave it a five because of the replayability. Mm. Mm -hmm. I gave it four and a half. That's right. Four and a half Chris heads, if I remember correctly, four and a half Chris heads, because you have to prepare yourself to rewatch this movie. Yeah. Converse Godzilla, throw it in any day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. This movie, throw it in any day of the week. And the best part is, is that the more I watch this movie, the less choked up I'll be about it. Yeah. You know? Because you're expecting it. I wasn't expecting it. I was when not they were, When they were doing the beginning with the hiding in the shadows and stuff, and then... I we, thought that was going to be the extent of... We saw the blue hand appear, and I was like, the no way they're going to go they up and show hand. it. And then they went up, and I'm like, no, 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 no. And then they show him standing with Phoebe, I was like, oh, man, tears, instant, boom. Like, the, even when James they showed... James too. Even when they showed him, and then he's like... He's smiling to them, you yeah. know, like yeah. the other Ghostbusters. He's like fucking, like just kind of like, yep. And and they're all standing together. Like you're just like, holy fuck! Like he's standing with them. And they, I they hate all... you. I was doing really good. Yeah. I was doing really good. Yeah. I was like, I was mentally preparing for this. So I knew it was gonna be. And then you had to fucking bring me back in. <laughs> but oh man, it's just. Hey, wonder, future Ken that's editing, zoom in on this. <laughs> this slows it I, You know what? I don't care. I've been choked up on this camcast before. I'll be yeah. choked up on camcasts oh, after yeah. this. Absolutely. I, I'm that, I love <laughs> these characters. So <laughs> when these characters, I personally believe that if any of these things, whether it's movies or video games or comic books or cartoons or whatever it is that's in that you're into, if you can be affected by it on an emotional level, keep fucking going for it because that's how you know you're alive. You feel these things. Mm -hmm. And especially when we're going on two years of uh, a world where they're telling you to stay away from people, to, you know, social distance and, uh, you know... And, there's this horrible divide between whether or not you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, and they make it seem like it's literally us versus them. You know, it it's creating this scary world. You know, where you're not supposed to feel every anything at all because you become so desensitized. Yeah. I think it's refreshing that we can 
watch these things and and be touched by it and go like you know what yeah I'm I'm choked up and I'm, I'm and I've said in previous camcasts like get vaccinated and I still believe get vaccinated but it's still your choice and you know if you're there's also context too like mm -hmm. there are people that can't get vaccinated yes there's a lot of people that don't want to get vaccinated but they also want to be able to do the things that vaccinated people get to do well that's not the same yeah it's different but I mean we have to remind ourselves that we're all in this together and stuff like this comic books uh video games that's what reminds me that we're all in this together and if you've got something like that that does it for you never let it go that was beautiful that was beautiful Anyway, if you like this video, please like, share, subscribe, hit the bell, all that stuff. Go check us out Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, social media. We're on uh, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, go listen to our podcasts over there, right here on YouTube, where you can see us and maybe sometimes see Chris crying. Well, and Geek Pants Media. The thing com. is, uh, you you just wasted time because I already did this earlier. Yeah, you kind of did, did the whole thing. I preemptively did it all. Oh, because you knew you were going to be crying at the end. I actually, I had a feeling, but no, yeah. I just, I just, it seemed to flow, so I just went with it, but, uh, I was doing so good. You really, really I got, good. like, a you little, really do good. little choke. You did a little. I got a little bit of the, the I got a little bit of this. I held it back. Your freaking beautiful speech at the end there got me going. I was like, oh my God. But it's true, though. Like, This guy really, for prime minister. Really? Like, think about it. Yeah. You still watch it and... You still live and breathe this stuff because it makes you feel. Yeah. You know, it makes you feel like you can be better than you are. I wouldn't be nearly 40 with a room this kiddish if it didn't make me happy. You know, like. Look at this shit. Look, I got all the fucking stuffed animal in sack for you. Uh, fucking 40 year old men shouldn't have this. I wouldn't be in the mental frame that I am to this <clears> day if it wasn't for this stuff. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for, you know, the escapism because life was so dark, but it shows me that life can be beautiful mm -hmm. you know so mm -hmm. and also just thank you guys you guys sticking around for every one of these cam casts is awesome even though some of the ones that we don't think are going to do well do amazing yeah <laughs> it's always fun. I'm still trying to figure out this whole uh this whole thing algorithms algorithms i looked at the time and the date that i uploaded that one that blew up last time and I'm going to put these up on those days and times. Let's see, what, ha way, Let's see what happens. Honestly, we do really appreciate it. Like, yeah, I, like I've said before, we'd be doing this whether you guys are with us or not. But the fact that you guys are means a lot to us. And it shows me and Kenneth that you feel the same way about this kind of stuff. And that's great. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's beautiful is what it is. Two thumbs up for you. Yeah. No, oh, buddy Christ. <laughs> buddy Christ. <laughs>